0: In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, election edition.
1: Hello and welcome to the election edition of The Chaser Report. It is Friday the 13th Of May, and that's eight (laughs) days till the election, and I'm Dom Knight, and Charles Firth is in tears. (laughs) What did you do?
2: I've been really mean to everyone. Everyone? (laughs) Yes, I've been Uh, really mean to everyone. I've been going around calling them all shitheads and fuckwits and
1: fucktards. I mean, you've been mean (laughs) to me for many, many decades. Yeah,
2: and now people are criticising me for it. Well... Isn't and that so fair I'm enough? I'm really upset.
1: Isn't that your past actions coming home to roost, yes! so to speak?
2: Yes, it's well, so unfair. Why, why should I be criticised for being a fuckwit to
1: everyone? Um, Charles? Yes. Is there a parallel here? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be doing this segment, might we? Deaves dropping. That's right. Catherine Deeves appeared. In the Herald this morning, crying Mm.
2: because remorse.
1: Why surely it was remorse at the pain her comments caused Mm. people who'd already suffered greatly.
2: No, I think it was the opposite of that, which is she's crying because she's been really horrible to trans kids. Oh,
1: hang on, is she the victim?
2: And she's the victim because oh. oh, people are being mean to her oh. about the fact that she's being horrible to trans kids and and lying about them all the time.
1: Right? Do, they, do these people include her colleagues from the Liberal Party who've distanced themselves from her, including the the MPs from the neighbouring seats, uh, like Trent Zimmerman, yes, um, who doesn't or Josh Frydenberg. And and it, even Matt Keen, Matt Keen, friend yes, of the
2: show. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, um, so there you go. I mean, does it work? Though? I think I think it works. Like, were you convinced by me crying? Did you suddenly feel sorry oh, for me, and, and you suddenly go, uh, actually, Charles, you can keep being mean to everyone. I
1: yeah. Look, I really thought you'd you were the suffering person. Uh, then yeah. where the tears came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think it's possible that that people who'd been uh, described as mutilated mm. young people, yeah. by Catherine Deves, might they have shed tears? Do you think?
2: Well, I think they definitely would have. Yes. But we
1: didn't get to see those tears on the front of the Sydney Morning Herald.
2: No, no. It is that is strange because mm. yeah. they keep on calling her um, her controversial. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Which which actually Grace Tame pointed out yesterday. Um, they're not controversial, they're just lies. Her views are not (laughs) controversial at all. She's just lying about trans kids.
1: I'm looking forward to to Sunday, Mm. Charles, uh, Sunday the 22nd
2: of
1: May, when I think we'll never, ever be discussing Catherine Deves ever again. (laughs) Imagine the tears of joy we will shed on (laughs) that day as Catherine Deves is uh, dispatched to electoral oblivion. Charles, I don't want to shock you, but we've actually got a party leader on the podcast today. Oh, really? Yes. Is it... uh Palmer?
2: No. Oh, is it? Um, I don't know who's the head of the sex party.
1: nowadays? Yeah, those? <laughs> What's it called now? I can't oh, believe the re- they've changed the name. The <laughs> <What>? reason? <laughs> the only good thing. It was the one reason. cut through yeah. aspect of their platform was that they were the sex party. Okay. Let's, oh, it's the fast train of the Australia party. Is that the party? No, no. No. What is it? Which one? Well, it's not Scott Morrison or Anthony Albanese. I'm oh. afraid to say. Okay. We we just got Adam Band of the Greens. Ah. Oh.
2: Okay. Well, it's coming
1: up. I mean, it's a leader. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and also a very special day for the Prime Minister, and he'll be so glad Catherine Davis on the front cover of the Herald. <laughs> yeah. It's his birthday, Friday the 13th, mm. an unlucky birthday for a very lucky man, and the so, Prime Minister. And Gabby Bolt has a bit of a birthday present for him. Oh, gosh. Stick around for that one. It's all going to happen after Charles's Daily Rap.
2: This is the wrap for Friday the 13th of May. Labor has revealed that its Federal Integrity Commission would look into dodgy deals dating back years if it wins government. This contrasts with the Liberal Party's model, which wouldn't look at any retrospective corruption because they'll never set it up. I've seen
1: it destroy people's uh, reputations and careers before it's even made a finding, and
3: I don't think that's good process.
2: In unrelated news, Angus Taylor has ordered a whole new set of brown underpants this morning. Scott Morrison has claimed he was not responsible for selling the Port of Darwin to a Chinese company, even though as Treasurer, he paid $18.5 million of taxpayers' money to the Northern Territory to make them complete
1: the deal. You allowed it to happen? No, we didn't. The federal government had absolutely no authority over that sale whatsoever.
2: The deal raised concerns at the time and is now seen as a national security catastrophe. But luckily, Morrison had nothing to do with it because it's not his fault that the $18 million he gave to make the deal happen made it happen. Glad we cleared that up. And finally, Catherine Deaves, the anti-trans candidate who seems weirdly obsessed about the topic of kids' genitals, has said that it's not her fault if other Liberal candidates lose their seats because of comments she's made in recent weeks. She said that most Australians actually agree with her on the topic of kids' genitals which polls show is categorically untrue, much like the rest of her comments in recent weeks. Only eight days to go. That's the wrap. We'll be back in a sec.
1: Ready to pop the question?
0: The Chaser Report, election
1: edition. During the whole campaign, our team's been working around the clock to try and get leaders of the major parties on the podcast. Albo so far said no, ScoMo said no, Clive Palmer we haven't met. We went to him and he still didn't actually talk to us. He just shut poor old Lachlan down. But Charles, one has said yes. Yes, that's right. One leader has so much time and is so confident of his chances in the election that he's decided to talk to us. It's Adam Bant of the Greens. Pretty cool. Uh, no. no. <laughs> have you met Adam Bant? However, we'll talk to him. Adam Bant is a member for Melbourne and he's the leader of the Federal Greens. Hello, Adam Bant. Thanks for having me. Now,
2: this election's turning out to be a bit of a cost of living election. So I do have a bit of a, a, a gotcha question uh, to start off this interview, which is how much
3: is the cost of a litre of oat milk. Of oat milk. Yeah. yeah. Is organic or non-organic? He right? oh, so knows more it. about this than you, Charles. You're going to have to Google it. Uh,
1: organic and virtuous, if yeah. that's possible. Yeah, cu-
2: cruelty-free oat milk. You, you don't want those poor oats suffering.
3: Yeah, well, it depends whether it's uh, the oats have been grown in Fitzroy or imported from elsewhere. Though I can send you a spreadsheet if you like <laughs> All right.
1: I'm just wondering, Adam. Uh, we're very grateful that
2: Actually, you're here. Can I
3: just say, I've just googled it. Forty-seven dollars a liter.
2: Is that true? <laughs> that cannot be true. Oh no, that's yeah, that's for like uh, twelve liters. Okay, yeah, that's
1: right. sorry. Go on. I'm just wondering, Adam. Um, I'm very grateful that you're here, but. Why did you join the Chase Reporter? Your advisor's <laughs> very confident about the election.
3: <laughs> isn't, isn't this where the election's decided? That's what they told me. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. true. Yeah, um, and
2: there's there's no opportunity for you
1: to stuff up and go backwards.
3: <laughs> well, Alexa, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: um, they tried the gotcha question on you, Adam, you've you now famously said Google it. Mm. Why would you support a multinational yes. evil corporation like yes. Google? Haven't you just given
3: them more customers? Customers. Yes, you, you think Bing it, mate, is has, rolls off the no, tongue? Better. No, I'm, like, not, I'm not quite. Duck, duck, go! Chiefs. Duck, it's duck, got, go! It. Yeah. Well, look, plenty of alternatives. I, I now say go to your search engine of choice. Um, <laughs> so, especially when I'm on the ABC.
2: <laughs> look, the big policy that you've launched in the last couple of weeks, that, that I have been completely activated by and, and, frankly, is the reason why you're on this podcast, is this whole artist wage policy that you've mm. got where you're going to just pay artists to, to create, right? Now, the question I have is... Okay, that's that's good. I, like, I like that idea. I like the idea that, you know, Dom's brother is an artist. Like, he, he'll get to sort of get some money and, you know, won't have to leave sale to sale. But what about really bad artists? Like, does that... Like, how do you distinguish? How do like? Does Centrelink sort of you bring around some of your artwork and they judge you? Like, how do you get rid of really bad artists? Because you don't want to be funding them.
3: I think you know, the I, I don't know that I want the government to be the arbiter of what's good and bad art. And you know, I reckon my taste might even be a little bit better than Scott Morrison's when it comes to that. But even so, even so, I think you've got to leave that. In, in the hands of those who know best, I am. Does but, it? No, I disagree because,
2: <laughs> no, because my 11-year-old thinks he's a fucking genius when it comes to art, <laughs> and he's not. It, it, there's no concept of how to probably create
3: perspective and things like that. And you're
2: going, no fucking way. Like, he doesn't deserve a dime.
3: Well, I, I hear you with five and six-year-olds who bring home their amazing masterpieces every day. I, I know you. I understand. I, f- I feel that pain. But we're probably going to limit this to people who are, uh, finish primary school at the very least. All right.
1: Well, you know, your other son, Charles, could do it. Yeah. Adam, does this notion of a, a wage for artists, does it uh, apply to washed up satirists yes. who used to be on the government teat at the ABC? Can mm. we get back on that sweet public money here at The Chaser? Well,
3: we we are we are talking about minimum wage here, so I'll leave it up to you to work out whether what that means for oh, that's you. A huge whether, increase! No, yeah. no, that's a good increase for you. That's not
2: unattractive. Like, you, you don't realize we're doing a <laughs>
1: podcast at <Adam. laughs> Yeah, no, you're because you're you're promising eighty-eight dollars a day. I think as yeah. a minimum. Yeah, that is much better than most of the podcasting industry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. won't we become a nation of podcasters on your watch?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need a
1: podcasters union. Imagine the, how long those conversations. Talking (laughs) of unions, the
2: Fair Work Commission is going to have a wage case just shortly after the election. Yesterday, Anthony Albanese got into all sorts of trouble saying that, that workers shouldn't go backwards. Do you commit under a Greens government to make workers go backwards and not get proper wage rises so we can keep the inflation genie Shut.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say, I think that was pretty astounding. The sort of the apocalyptic response to the idea that wages should rise faster than what you spend your wages on, and that people shouldn't have a wage cut like that's the 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 ferocious response to that. I think, just shows in many ways how broken the debate is. So So what's your policy? We should lift wages even further, I guess, than is being proposed, higher than inflation. Lift them, peg them like they do in the UK, peg the minimum wage to the average wage, so that 60% of the average wage, and that way you... Um, reduce inequality and you start to lift wages from the bottom up so that would be taking it to about 23 dollars an hour let the fair work commission work out the time frame to phase that in over um, but that's that's more than um, what's being proposed at the moment but you can we have a situation in australia where you could be working on Uh, minimum wage and especially if you've got kids you'd still be working full-time on minimum wage and living below the recognised poverty line and that's just wrong so we we've got a really strong platform to lift minimum wages lift it from the bottom up lift income support from the bottom up and that's how you um, tackle in part uh, cost of living but also tackle rising inequality
1: you want to reduce inequality? Doesn't that mean that the amazing wealth that trickles down from the nation's billionaires will mm. stop? What are we going to yes. do without that sweet trickle down, Adam?
3: Mm. I know, and uh, all the um, donations to the uh, the IPA and all of those other amazing uh, uh, non government organisations will would might dry up as well. But I mean, I think the the rise in wealth of, in of billionaires in Australia uh, is. Is phenomenal. But during the pandemic, billionaires grew their wealth faster than billionaires in any other country. Which um, you know, if like when you think about how. Jeff Bezos and Amazon would have done during the during the pandemic like for Australian billionaires to be increasing their wealth at a faster rate than billionaires from any other country is pretty astounding and the mining billionaires more than doubled their wealth during the course of the pandemic and we're campaigning pretty heavily on a billionaires tax this mm. election and Joe Biden is even talking about that now in the US and mm. um, we um, I mean, fund a lot of policies.
2: There's a problem with the billionaires tax because because aren't there sort of goody billionaires and bady billionaires? Like what about? So are you, are you in, including like Mike Cannon Brooks and things like that, or or do you just give him a free pass and say, oh, it's all right, you can still be a billionaire?
3: Well, the thing with with our across the board tax proposal like applies to everyone, no favorites here. But it's like there'll still be billionaires afterwards. <laughs> they're, they're, they we're talking about a six percent tax on their wealth uh and what's the point of a
2: six percent surely why don't they what no that's a terrible why don't you just get rid of billionaires just take all their billions
3: well we say that plus also make them pay a a bernie sanders style levy on the profiteering that they did during the pandemic so make them pay back half their profits that they raised during the pandemic that would be a um a fair approach and then do do that and you start to raise some serious money to fund things like dental and to Medicare. So uh, we think if we especially find ourselves in a minority parliament situation, we can't see why a new government wouldn't be prepared mm. to put a tax on billionaires. Like it's not really going to affect I don't, know. I don't know if it's going to affect you. It's not probably not going to affect most people who vote um, mm. unless you're a billionaire. It's it's it'll affect Craig.
2: Cry you, the chase, <laughs> oh. it'll only affect Craig.
1: Isn't there a risk though, Adam, that if you go around taxing your billionaires, mm. some of them are only going to be multi-multi-millionaires. Some of them yeah. might only have 900 mil yes. after this tax yes. comes in. Aren't you I supposed know. to be the, about protecting is, things, Adam? This is class warfare.
3: <laughs> well, I, yes, I... I think, again, it just shows how far things have drifted in this country, that when you're talking about attacks on billionaires, that it sort of strikes this, this court of fear amongst some who are saying, oh, you can't do that. It's like, well, hang on. You know, they're, they're making obscene and enormous amounts of money, and it's time they paid some of it back.
1: Mm-hmm. I was looking at the Greens' website the other day, just on this point, Adam, and um Look, there's lots of things that are free in your plan, things like education, health and and even dentistry. I don't know how anyone can afford to pay for dentistry, Mm. not even you. Um, And then there was a a link to a a page that said our our plan to pay for this and the link was broken. Is that fixed
3: now? <laughs> Send it through. I'll, I'll have to Google it. The um the I don't know. Uh, we be very very clear about paying for it by making big corporations and billionaires pay their fair share of tax. Um, there's a significant amount of money to be paid uh, to be made just by closing loopholes. I mean, we're giving ten billion dollars a year, for example. Like anyone who pays taxes is contributing to getting ten billion dollars a year to the fossil fuel industry Mm. to do things like buy cheap diesel fuel. Now, I would much rather that Clive Palmer pay the same tax on his petrol that everyone else pays and that we use it to fund getting dental into Medicare. So we've run the ruler over it, got it costed by the Parliamentary Budget Office, and you can Um, you can fund things like getting dental into Medicare by stopping the handouts to the big corporations and billionaires and making them pay tax. I mean, like we're in a situation where one in three big corporations in Australia pays no tax at all. Right. And pays no tax at all. And Mm. that's wrong. And they're the kind of loopholes we want to close. But
2: they're, they're the, the companies that keep Australia going at it. Like, why do you hate Australia?
3: Well, they these, in many instances, they're these massive multinationals who send their profits offshore tax-free. I mean, we it, to take the gas industry for example. There's 27 companies that, in one year, bought in 78 billion dollars of income and paid no tax. Uh, Shell bought in five billion dollars. Uh, Exxon bought in. Won't these, these companies in go offshore billion? if we if we if, but if we start already taxing doing them? It. This is this is my point: is that they're in many. No, but they'll just shut up shop. You won't have any wealth creation in Australia at all. I think you will find that the minerals and the resources will still be under the ground, under Australian ah, soil, under it. the Australian oceans, and there'll probably still be an appetite to uh, get it out, and we're saying, look, make them pay for it and make them pay a fair rate for okay. what okay. they suck out of the ground and their tax before they send the profits overseas. Okay, well,
2: let's, let's go to the other side of this equation, which is then, okay, if you do all this tax, then you get a whole lot of free things. Now, one of those free things is free unit uni, free education, right? Now, isn't there a risk that people will just abuse that Privilege to learn stuff for free, and then just learn a whole lot of stuff that they don't actually need to know.
3: Yeah, well, you're sounding very much like the Liberal Minister for Education <laughs> at the moment. Like that, you know, they routinely get up and they read out topics of um, ARC grants that they don't like, or PhD topics that they think are offensive, and then say therefore you shouldn't fund it. I mean, I just think in our we should be a society that values people getting education, and if you make a good income out of it, then you pay it back through a higher progressive uh, tax rate. Like the more money you earn, the higher the tax rate um, should be that you pay. It's called a progressive tax system and you could use it to fund things like free education. But mm-hmm. if
1: Albo, had, had, if Albo had, had to pay for his uh, economics degree, mm. uh, don't you think it's more likely he'd know the unemployment rate? <laughs> <laughs> right. He'd value it more.
3: The uh, I don't know. You have to talk to people who are going through education at the moment with it being user pays where they're paying through the nose for we it do and we, ask whether they half, think they're getting a better quality of education as a result I'm half not, of our sure. interns are at uni and and they they're hungry
2: for work um, but they've got to work here they're so desperate <laughs> that, yeah like they they need every dollar they can get this, this is good this is you know keep a good them, system. keep them, <laughs> keep Actually, them they don't eat properly I don't
1: think <laughs>
0: Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report.
1: You've also got a plan to build one million homes I see here. Uh, won't the boomers just negative gear, 999,000 of them <laughs> yes. on day one? <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> the, um, well, the, the element of our plan is that the, the government retains ownership of these, so the, the boomers won't be able to get their hands on them. I'm afraid. So basically and, uh, communism. It's well, it's when I was explaining our policy to one journalist the other day, I said, "Look, we're gonna, we want over the next twenty years, um, government to build a million homes that it can, uh, people could rent for twenty five percent of their income, or you could buy into for three hundred thousand and then sell back to the government. But, you know, a big public build of affordable homes." Um, the journalist said to me, oh, you mean like Menzies did. And it's the first time that I've ever been mm. compared with Menzies or our policy has been compared with Menzies. Mm. But, again, it's like this used to be something that we did in this country, I, and I don't think people, as far as I'm aware, Australia um, wasn't ever run by a communist Menzies government. Like, mm. This used to be something no, that I, was fairly I think, straightforward.
2: I think that's why he's
1: wanted to get rid of the communists was because it was competition to steal their
2: policy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, they
1: do this in Singapore, I think, um, Adam. But isn't it true that Singapore is a socialist utopia where there are no rich people? <laughs> Aren't you going to turn us into Singapore with this plan of yours?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. it's 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 some very unique lines of attack <laughs> coming on this on this policy. But uh, it's the, it's the way out because I mean we do need to reform negative gearing. Like our, our plan is to limit it to one investment property. Um, and to start uh, to withdraw all of those. Um... Why not
2: zero? <laughs> it, 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 why should anyone own a house to make money out of it?
3: Well, there's lots of people who've um, – Decided that their investment strategy for their retirement or whatever will be to own a unit uh, and, or invest in a unit, and with, that's not where the bulk of the subsidies are going. The bulk of the subsidies are, from negative gearing and capital gains tax are going to the very top income earners who often own multiple, multiple properties, mm. um, also known as the federal cabinet. Yeah, you're going to hurt
1: a lot well, of parliamentarians right.
3: with this, this plan of yours. Gonna... Peter is, Dutton must hate you. This is, right. you. <laughs> uh, he this is about right. six. I know, there's 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 some who've got a lot and uh, it's it, you... it may not be popular but it might go to some way to explaining it... why it hasn't been reformed so far.
2: So you, you're on a parliamentary sort of, you're on a good parliamentary wage because you, you're the leader of a party, so you'd probably be on roughly similar to Peter Dutton. How do you afford six homes on Peter Dutton's wages? I've never understood how he managed to get all that money.
3: Well, I don't know about him but like, the... But We're giving about uh, $6 billion a year in handouts through negative gearing and capital gains tax uh, discounts to the very wealthy and people who've got more than two homes, Mm. right? So $6 billion a year is what it costs to basically push up the price of housing Mm. and subsidise people who've already got two homes to go and get their third or fourth or tenth. Uh, and the money overwhelmingly goes to the top, like goes to the top income earners. And the our plan, like you said, you know, a million homes over the next twenty years, that costs about a third of that, right? So for about a third of what we are currently paying every year in handouts to people who've got multiple homes, you could build a million affordable homes instead.
1: Now you've got a plan to legalise cannabis, but I can't see in that plan any uh, details about how you'll cope. With the surge in the demand for convenience uh, store snacks, <laughs> the shelves will be yes. wiped to be like toilet paper all over again. Adam, what's the plan?
3: Uh, well, I think that's one area where the market will step up. I think you'll you'll find. Well, no, I think late, you'll find that there would it didn't be...
2: step up during the pandemic. You're gonna. This is a logistical nightmare. <laughs>
3: It's, well, maybe maybe we do need to put a bit of further thought into that. You raise a very mm. good point. What what will the
1: price of, of weed be under a Greens government? Can you mm. commit to putting downward pressure on, yes. on pot prices? How much will a 25 cost?
0: <laughs> well,
3: it's <laughs> – there, there is sadly. It is under our model. It's going to be regulated, uh, so there will be the opportunity for there to for it to start to be uh, taxed. So I, I can't um, give you the exact tax rate at the moment, but it's certainly going to be more uh, uh, available under our model. And in the ACT, they're already take they've already taken steps towards decriminalising personal use and personal possession and. The world hasn't ended there, and as far as I'm aware, um, the 7-Elevens are still doing all right and have stepped up and filled that filled that void that you were talking about. So I think it, it's working in the ACT. It'll probably work in the rest of the country as well.
1: Can you commit, though, to your artist's wage being sufficient to afford pot? Yes. <laughs>
3: well, minimum wage. like It's minimum wage, and so uh, I guess we, we don't like dictating how people want to spend their money. So if, if you can make ends meet, then go for it.
2: Oh, now we should go, but um, there is one last policy that we should probably talk about. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this thing called the climate change? Yeah, I oh, know the Green State. Do you have a policy about that?
3: <laughs> heard a bit about it. It hasn't really cropped up much during the election no. campaign, which yeah. is pretty pretty distressing. Are but, you are um, you
2: a bit disturbed that the the major parties have stolen your action on climate change brand?
3: <laughs> well, the, you know if, if only like that would be like a, a pretty good scenario to, i mean we spent all, most of last year um saying uh oddly that we found ourselves in agreement with boris johnson which is again not a place i'd ever thought i'd be but like at least in the lead up to the climate summit he was there saying we need to get out of coal joe biden was going around trying to get the world to sign up to cut its gas usage and there's just crickets from liberal and labor here and I mean, it's even worse, like they're now saying we'll open up even more coal mines, more gas and more gas projects. And, you know, just the one gas project like the Betaloo Basin in the Northern Territory would increase Australia's pollution by 13%. So we're having this, this debate about these targets that are sort of too little, too late from Liberal and Labor, and they're trying to bury the fact that they, they want to make it even worse by opening up more coal and gas and that, to me, in a climate crisis is pretty distressing and we're doing our best to sort of get it on the agenda.
2: We're, <laughs> you're against, you know, digging stuff out of the ground. That's the only stuff we do, Adam. Like, you're literally you, – you, I don't think you quite understand how Australia works. We don't have anything we, else to of the world. We dig stuff out of the ground. We, we don't process s- it or improve it. Sell anyway. it off and then have a few billionaires, which you want to get rid of in tax. Like, you just don't – like, you just <laughs> – I think you should go to New Zealand, doesn't? I think you'd be much more successful over there.
3: Yeah, well, you know I've actually spent a bit of time, in this election campaign in um, in the coal sort of areas in, in Hunter Valley and going to Rockhampton, going to Townsville, going to Gladstone. And our message has been actually there's Australia's pretty lucky, we've got a stack of the minerals that are going to be needed for you know building batteries and electric vehicles and you know why not process the iron ore here instead of shipping it off and buying it back in in as expensive steel and uh we we're, we're getting a pretty good reception like i think that one of the one coal miner said to us in um when we were in the hunter valley that it's just the worst kept secret in the valley like mm, everyone knows yes. coal's got to use by a date but no one's talking about it whereas at least we're going there to have the conversations and i think like increasingly things are shifting and people would be up for a national conversation, including people in the coal areas, about what a transition out of it looks like. But Ooh, now, don't use the happened. word
2: transition. I was I was told very strictly by a Labor insider, you're not allowed to use the word transition because it polls really badly in the coal areas. So Yeah, well,
3: it's because Labor doesn't want a transition. Like Labor's going around saying we can still dig up coal mm. in the 2050s just like the Liberals are and still meet our climate targets and it's just rubbish, right? People know that they're, they're being lied to in in these areas and, like, there's a hunger there for a bit of a conversation about it, but you have to start, I guess, with the first, like, the first point in the fork in the road is do you accept that coal and gas have a use-by date? And if you accept the climate science, the answer is yes, and so you then got to have a conversation about what the pathway is out of it. Um, but at the moment, neither Labor or Liberal are there, But and that's one of the things we're trying to push.
1: So, look, final question from me, Adam. There's On the Greens' website, there are an awful lot of policies, more so than usual, I'd say. You've got them costed. There's a lot of work that's gone into this. What are you going to do if uh, Anthony Albanese becomes Prime Minister, relying on the Greens' support? Um, these are policies and targets. He's not going to commit to any of
3: those, is he? I think there's some pretty popular things there. Like, when we were in... Um, balance of power last time we got dental into medicare for kids for example and it's one of the things we would want to put on the table and balance of power this time is getting dental into medicare for everyone now i don't think that um the next government's going to lose votes because they agree with the greens to put dental into medicare um, and make clive palmer help pay for it with a billionaire's tax I, I think people would love that i think their vote would go up so um i think the toughest one the toughest thing uh, to, that we'd have to have discussions around would be around coal and gas and what are we going to do about stopping opening up new coal and gas projects. That's where I'd imagine uh, we're going to find the most resistance. But the other things like getting dental and, and mental health into Medicare uh, are areas that I reckon would be pretty popular for any government.
1: So you may not be able to protect the environment, but you will be able to protect our teeth. <laughs> That's
3: a start. We'll, <laughs> we'll do both. We'll yeah. do both.
1: Thanks for joining us, Adam.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rigging elections since before it was cool, the Chaser
1: Report. Now today's a special day, Friday the 13th. Woo. It's Scott Morrison's birthday. Oh. Yeah, hello, and, Gabby. And Gabby's c-
2: come in to the studio. I sure, it, have. <laughs> she's got a guitar in her hand. Yep. And not
0: b- my instrument, but.
1: And you're standing up.
0: Well, I have mm. to because the guitar doesn't have a strap because I broke it a Did couple you, years ago.
1: So it's not often that we end the podcast with um, a live, kind of not even produced rock song, but mm. today's that mm. day. Gabby Bolt, what are you going to do?
0: Ah, it's it's a classic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is this the
2: sort of yeah. Marilyn Monroe sings "Happy Birthday" to her president type moment?
0: Uh, sure. You. I hope you guys know it. Uh, don't sing along though, because I've changed the words, kind of a bit. Anyway, <laughs> Happy birthday, you prick! Your policies make me sick. You are a shit PM and such a massive cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Send that one to uh, the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. How, how long
2: have you spent writing that?
0: About, well, I mean, I've been sitting in there for <laughs> two hours, yeah. but I spent about two minutes <laughs> writing this one. I tried writing a different song and it just didn't come together, so uh. this is the song you get now.
1: It's so more original it. than Marilyn's version, certainly. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, well, I was going to do a Marilyn impression, but then I just decided that this was funnier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our Gears from Road Microphones are part of the Outcast Crater Network. And uh, Gabby's...
0: And have you got any more tour dates to advertise, Gabby? Thankfully, no. (laughs) Not not at all. So if you hated that, that's fine. I just will never do it again.